Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. This is the week we celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, however, is not a holiday only on a calendar. It is the attitude of our heart where we give our gratitude to those with whom we are thankful. First of all, give thanks to God for his love for us and his goodness towards us. This is also a great time to be thankful to those around you. Be thankful for your family members. Be thankful at your job. Speak a word of thanks to someone who has shown kindness and goodness to you. Use this as an opportunity to allow God to express gratitude through your heart and your life to someone else. Now, come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Every time we come to this time of year, recently for uh, I've been thinking about how we can uh, be sure that we are not just going through the seasonal motion as most of our people are, just recognizing that it's a Thanksgiving season and a Christmas season. But I want us to really go against the grain and uh, displaying not just outwardly but inwardly a thanks to God for all he has done for us. Now sometimes the circumstances of our lives are not always the best. In fact, they might be bad, but still we ought to look for something to be thankful for. And there's always, always something to be thankful for. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, in all things. Give thanks in all things, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will that you are thankful in all things. It's not for all things, but in all things. When our attitude is not an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness, it won't be long before we will begin to complain and murmur, and God really has an issue with his people complaining and murmuring, especially when he's done so much for us. I've said in the past that attitude is everything, and it's no different when it comes to thanksgiving. The attitude we carry with us through life is of great importance if we are to truly live the lives that demonstrate our gratitude towards God for his movements and his blessings in our lives. We ought to thank God every day. I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. But I've come to understand that they have a lot of problems because they complain. Complaining doesn't change anything or make the situation better. It doesn't. It amplifies our frustration. It spreads discontent and discord. It can invoke an invitation for the enemy to come in. Complaining can make us miserable. Paul wrote to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, do everything without complaining or arguing. Do everything 
without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. You're in a crooked and depraved generation, but he's telling you don't complain and argue about the things that are over that. Sometimes it's just better just to let well enough alone because you're not going to make it better pouring gasoline on the fire. He says, we're like children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. You're going to stand out because of your attitude because you're so different. When everybody or most people seem to be crooked and depraved, uh, complaining, have a bad attitude, got issues, everybody got some kind of issue today, we can really throw rocks and hide our hands today. We do that on Facebook and social media. Since folks can't see us, we can say whatever we want to say and just put it all out there and talk like we want to talk, talk crazy and do all kinds of stuff. And so people are doing that and other folks are listening and getting mad at what somebody said that you haven't even seen and don't know. And they can't affect you one way or another, you just get mad. I asked a kid, how are you gonna let somebody bully you online? Just turn it off. You're gonna go commit suicide because they're talking about you online. They couldn't have made it when we came up. They used to talk about you to your face. That's why we had to learn how to play the dozen. Your mama, Uh, Come on, y'all didn't do that. But they can't take nothing these days. A positive, thankful person is a great witness in this world. We can shine when we are thankful. Instead of looking at the negatives in our lives and complaining, we should look for the positive and give thanks. When you're looking for the positive, you'll find it. When you're looking for the negatives, you'll find it. If you think somebody's always picking on you, somebody will always be picking on you. Because even when they're not picking on you, you think they are. You think the cross-eyed man looking at you. He, why he looking at me like that? He don't know what you're talking about. You talking to me? The Bible says, give thanks. It is God's will for us. Somebody says, I don't know what God's will is. One of his will for you is for you to give thanks. Giving thanks to God is what pleases God. Looking at the children of Israel, uh, as the Israelites were crossing over the Jordan River in the book of Joshua, and God had rolled back the river that was at flood stage so they could go back. That was a miracle like the Red Sea, if you haven't read that story. And he rolled it back, and and they were crossing that. And God says, Joshua, hold on. Before they go, you tell one person from every tribe to go get a stone and get a stone out of that river. And when you get over the other side, I want you to build an altar to remember what I did for you. God is into your remembrance and thankfulness Don't ever forget. He said, anytime your children ask, why are those stones there? You go back and tell them what I had done for you. And sometimes even even our own family, we don't even tell our own children how God's been good to us over the years. So a couple of thoughts about Thanksgiving. Number one, we have it so good. Now you may say, who are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about you. We have it so good. Secondly, we expect express our thanks and gratitude so little. 
Paul said this in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. You may not consider yourself as rich, but I've said this many times, rich is relative. Rich is relative. You, somebody will say, if you had a million dollars, you would be rich, and somebody else will say, I got a million dollars, but I got five million dollars worth of debt, and I don't know how I'm going to make it. Somebody else will say, I got all of my bills paid for. I don't have anybody calling me. I sleep well at night, and I got some extra change. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Well, you're rich. My definition of rich is having all your needs met, and you got some abundance left over. All of your needs met, and, you got a, and then you got some of your wants you can get done, and you're not in a, you're not in a financial strain. Uh, you can answer all of your phone calls. You're rich. You don't need call ID. You just pick up the phone because, you know, ain't nobody calling you, messing with you about no money. Thank God for call ID. Come on, say, thank you, Lord. (laughs) So where did you come from? How, How poor were you when you were a child? Now, we have to look back to remember how poor we were because when we were in it, we didn't think of ourselves as being that poor, did we? We were talking about the poor folks, but we didn't know we were talking about us. We were talking about the poor folks, but I go back to where I grew up. I'm thinking, we were kind of poor, (laughs) but we had food on our table. So what do you have now that you didn't have then? I heard uh, Elder Barnes, I think, earlier talking about in the house or the church with the windows open, no air conditioning, no heat. So some of you all grew up with homes. You already had central heat and air, but we didn't have that back in the 80s when I grew up. We had space heaters and fans. We did sleep with the windows open. We thank God we had screens because some people didn't have no screen doors. We can sleep inside. Some people slept on the porch. But thank God right now we got central heat and air. I see somebody fanning right now. We can, the air's on. You can put that fan down. <laughs> we were thanking God for when we finally could get a television. The old black and white. We were thanking God. Somebody gave us a television. And we all gathered around it. And we were going to make it a color TV. We got us some plastic and put on the front that had a tent on it. (laughs) We were innovative. We had Technicolor. (laughs) Amen. We had a pair of pliers to turn the channel. (laughs) And some aluminum foil on the antenna. But we made it work. Thank God how I got over. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You can act like right now you got plasma in every room. Some of y'all got a television in the restroom <laughs> and still complaining. We are the rich in this world. Thank God for the country that we live in. Come on, say thank you, Lord. All you have to do is go somewhere else where they don't have all the running water and hot and cold water and all the conveniences of life. You'll come back and you say, thank you, Lord. But don't wait till you're in that shape. Say, thank you right now. You don't have to count your blessings and name them one by one. You've got health care and all kinds of things. 
James said in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above. It's from God. God gives us and he blesses us with good and perfect gifts. Let's not forget God when we own the jobs that we have and the automobiles that we have and the families that we have and our families are healthy and we go out. We can't take it for granted that when you go out, you're going to come back or in one piece these days. Folks are rolling up on the schools and, and, and they've got this demonic attack. And I call it a demonic attack for people to start just going crazy and just want to shoot people at random. That's nothing but a demonic attack that's manipulating people to do these things. So we have God's covering over us. He said, a thousand may fall at your side and and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near your dwelling place if you abide in the shadow of the Almighty. God covers us and he blesses us and he provides for us as we go out and as we come in. But if we're not careful, we will find ourselves joining in with this materialistic society with the conspicuous consumption. We want more and more and more without thanking the Lord for what we already have. It seems like we are never content and never satisfied with what we already have. We want bigger and better. We want bigger and better and keep getting bigger and better. So you'll end up with uh, two people in a 10,000 square foot house. And they're not satisfied with that because their friend got a 15,000 square foot house. The lust for more material things and more pleasures dominate and control the lives of many people to the point where God is put on the sideline or pushed completely out of the picture of our lives when we get in there. We'll start seeing that in just a few days. They're not even talking about giving thanks to God. You got more news about Black Friday than about Thanksgiving. Just listen. Listen to what you're seeing. Listen to all the advertising. I was listening to something the other day. I'm still trying to see what they were saying. They were saying, we're giving thanks for thanking, but not thanks for what we have or thanks for God. We give thanks for thanking. Over time, the culture will desensitize anything having to do with God or they already try to secularize Christmas so that they won't even use the words anymore. And if we're not careful, we're right in there with them. All the saints out there, Black Friday, trying to get in there and get some stuff before everybody else. But that's a good time to minister. Go out there while they're in line and get, get out there, get that bullhorn one o'clock in the morning, start preaching while they're in line. They ain't going nowhere. Come on, you need Jesus, hallelujah. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Go out there in front of Best Buy and start preaching. And then when they leave, you get in line. (laughs) Hallelujah, God works in mysterious ways. (laughs) It's okay to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. God likes for his people to be blessed. God's in the blessing business. He's in the blessing business, but uh, he doesn't want us to enjoy the blessing to the point where they become the main focus of our lives, and then God's pushed to the side. He wants us to be blessed. He blesses his people. Some years ago, the cartoon pictured Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown was bringing out Snoopy's dinner on Thanksgiving Day. It was just his usual dog food in a bowl. It wasn't anything special. Snoopy took one look at the dog food and said, no, this isn't fair. 
The rest of the world today is eating turkey with all the trimmings and all I get is dog food. Then he thought, because I'm a dog, he said, all I get is dog food. And as he contemplated that and thought about it, he says, well, I guess it could be worse. I could be a turkey. So whenever we think life is unfair, think again. We could be turkeys at Thanksgiving. You could have been born somewhere else and just abject poverty. You're not just uh, living to eat, you're eating to live. I can't picture any of us ever really being hungry. Now, we have an appetite. We say we're hungry, but I'm talking about hungry. Because I can look at you and tell you ain't been hungry. I ain't been hungry either. We ain't been hungry. That means that you haven't eaten in a few days. And there's nothing to eat. But how many remember the time you opened the refrigerator, there still was nothing in it. But instead of thinking about how little we have, we need to count up what we do have and give thanks to God. Just give God thanks. And God is our Father. And the Bible says we were made in the image of God. How many of you have children? If you have a child that's forever thankful, genuinely, for all that you do for them, guess what? What you feel like doing? More. And you got one that's unthankful, you're not that interested in just going above and beyond. You might just give them enough just to survive, enough for their necessity. But one who's really thankful and who honors your giving to them, you're going to look for ways to give them more. You will give them more than what they ask for because of their response to your generosity. God is the same way. Give thanks to God in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, I'm thankful for the taxes I pay because that means I made some money. If you don't want to pay taxes, don't make no money. I'm thankful for the tithe I give because that means I made something. I wish my tithe was millions of dollars. That means I really made millions. I'm thankful for the clothes that fit too snug because it means I've had enough to eat. I'm thankful for the lawn that need mowing and the windows that need cleaning and the gutters that need fixing because it means I have a home. I'm thankful for the person in church that's singing off key behind me because it means I can hear him. I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off in the morning that means I'm alive when I can turn it off. All the things that we have, we're thankful for. I was, I remember years ago, I was getting up one morning and the thought occurred to me, oh, this is just another day. Anybody ever just thought this is just another day? I don't feel like getting up. I don't know, it's just an ordinary day. And I laid there and I heard this voice said, would you like some excitement? And I thought about that. And I got on up and said, no, I don't want no excitement. (laughs) A wreck is an excitement. Your car flipping up on the freeway, that's excitement. Not being able to move and get out to bed because your limbs aren't working and your heart's beating fast. That's excitement. No, no, I'll take this ordinary day. Thank you, Lord, for ordinary. A young man was feeling very proud of himself. He was a brand new college graduate taking the CPA exam and passed with flying colors. Now he was a full-fledged certified public accountant. His father had been an immigrant to the United States and he owned his own little business. 
Now, filled with pride and self-importance, the young man began to criticize his father's way of keeping the books. He said, Dad, you don't even know how much profit you made. Over here in the drawer, you have your account receivables. Over there, you have the receipts with, and you keep all your money in the cash register. You don't have any idea about how much money you made. Well, the father looked at him and said, son, when I came to this country, the only thing I had was a pair of pants. Now your brother is a doctor, your sister is a teacher, and you're a CPA. Your mother and I have our own home. We have a car and we own this business. And he said to his son, now add all that up and subtract the pants and what we have left is my profit. We have something to be thankful for. We have it so good. That's what we do at Thanksgiving. Let's go into this season not only being thankful for what God has done for us, but being an expression of that thanks so that others around us will know why we praise God and worship God. Let's promote God and his grace to us and his power. The first thing he did, he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, to save us and bring us out of darkness to his marvelous light. I can tell you this, if you have nothing else, you have your salvation and life eternal. You have salvation. We ought to thank God for that. Come on, say, Lord, thank you for life eternal. Thank you for the promise. Thank you. For we know, that's what I said Sunday, we know that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and we know that if we're absent from this body, we're going to be present with the Lord. Father, we thank you for that. Come on, thank him for real. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Uh, We used to sing a song, thank God for saving me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. He pulled me up out of a horrible pit. He changed my life and my lifestyle. And he gave me a hope and a future. Thank you, Lord. That's the place we start. Thank you, Father. Now, perhaps you're not feeling too blessed today. Maybe the pain of life has come to overwhelm you in some fashion. Like so many people, however, we've been so blessed. Let's not focus on all of our troubles. Now, we have to take care of our business, but let's not focus on it. How can we overcome our mindset of pain and apathy and move toward a true spirit of thanksgiving? Now, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to give you a few. Make every effort to recognize the blessings that you have come to take for granted. Focus on what you have rather than what you don't have and see if that doesn't improve your attitude. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I don't know what you've gone through this year, but I do know this. God is able to deliver us out of every trial and trouble that we have encountered. The psalmist said, For the Lord is good, and his mercies endure forever. That means that God is always good, and his mercies is always available to us to help us in the time of trouble. One of the things that's important, especially for those of us who are believers, to do is to give thanks to God. No matter what's going on in your life, there is someone who would trade places with you. Thanksgiving is not just a day that we celebrate. It is an attitude of our heart. We need the heart of Thanksgiving where we open our mouths and bless the Lord. 
I want to take a moment to share with you how you can connect with us at The Light of the World. You can join us on Sundays on our live streaming at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And if you would like to connect with us for prayer, call us at our prayer line number at 281-964-1393. There's someone who will stand by you and pray with you. If we don't answer you right away, leave us a message. We'll contact you. I wanted to remind you that we have our bookstore open to the public at The Beacon. Call us if you need church supplies, Sunday school books, Bibles, communion supplies, offering envelopes, or anything you need for your church services. Call us at 281-441-2885. That's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.